This is vulvar cancer part four. This part will cover um, key trials that have driven much of the clinical management of vulvar cancer. We'll start with GOG 36. This was a surgical path study similar to GOG 49 for cervix and GOG 33 for uterine. This was by Holmesley in 1993. Looking at over 600 patients with tumors less than 5 millimeters of depth of invasion and looked at factors that predicted for groin node metastasis. Authors note that tumors less than 2 centimeters had a risk of groin nodes of 20%. Compared with over 2 centimeters, the risk doubled at 40%. Additional risk factors for groin node mets included the grade of the tumor, LVI, increasing depth of invasion, advancing age, or the presence of fixed or ulcerated tumors. They also note that clinically negative lymph nodes on exam yielded a false negative rate of 25%. GOG 37 was another trial looking at over 100 patients who had positive lymph nodes in the groin. They had all undergone radical vulvectomy and bilateral groin dissection. They um, had ipsilateral pelvic node dissection in one group versus groin and pelvic RT to 50 gray in the other treatment group. So this was a randomized trial. What they note is that in the RT treated patients, there were 5% recurrences compared with ipsilateral pelvic node dissection. The recurrence was 24%. Two year overall survival with 68% in RT-treated patients versus 54% in lymph node-dissected patients. The authors noted that how many lymph nodes that were, were positive influenced survival, with one positive node showing an overall survival of 80%, compared to over four nodes that were positive, yielding an overall survival of 27%. They also note that if pelvic lymph nodes were posited, positive, excuse me, that pelvic lymph nodes were positive if groin lymph nodes were positive 28% of the time. This is the rationale for including the pelvic lymph nodes in the radiation field when you have a positive groin node. Regardless of pelvic lymph node dissection or groin and pelvic RT, treated patients, the local recurrence rate at the vulva was 9% in both groups. A follow-up study to GOG 37 looked at six-year overall survival and showed 61% alive at six years with RT versus 41% with lymph node dissection. And cancer-related deaths at six years was 50% with RT and 30% with node dissection. noting that RT-treated patients still fared better even at longer-term follow-up. In general, a clinically suspicious fixed node was poor prognosis. Two or more nodes were also poor prognosis. GOG-74 
stamen at all in 1992. This was a prospective observational study. of over 120 patients. They had early stage disease, stage one squamous, less than two centimeters, less than five millimeters depth of invasion, LVI negative, lymph nodes clinically negative. They underwent modified radical vulvectomy with superficial groin dissection. and the nodes below the cribriform fascia were left intact. If patients had positive superficial lymph nodes unfrozen, they proceeded to radical vulvectomy with bilateral completion inguinofemoral lymph node dissection, and they were excluded from the study. This group from GOG74 was compared with GOG36, as they had the same inclusion criteria in approximately 100 patients. What they observed was that in patients who had modified radical vulvectomy and superficial groin dissection with early stage vulvar cancer, there was a decreased rate of lymphedema, approximately a 16% recurrence rate, 7% of which were isolated groin recurrences, and nearly all patients with an isolated groin recurrence died, 92%. The median time to recurrence was three years with the vulva, seven months with the groin. Median time to death was 52 months with the vulva, nine months with the groin. Critiques of this study is that there were a large amount of grade three patients, about 30%, and about nine groin recurrences hadn't been dissected out due to patient refusal. When compared with historical controls, recurrence-free survival was better in the historical controls, which did the deeper dissection of the groin, but overall survival was not better. A secondary analysis of GOG74 was looking to find a correlation between number of nodes removed and groin recurrence and did not see a correlation. GOG88 This was over 50 patients with squamous cell carcinoma of the vulva with LVI and greater than 5 millimeters depth of invasion. These patients were stratified or randomized to bilateral completion or full lymph node dissection. And if positive lymph nodes got RT to the epsilateral groin and pelvis, or they were given RT 50 gray and 200 centigrade fractions to the groin, but not to the pelvis and vulva. 20% in the lymph node dissection group had positive lymph nodes. And a critique of this trial is there was inadequate dose to sterilize macropositive lymph nodes and the depth of RT wasn't enough to cover the lymph nodes that were greater than a centimeter deep.
So in general, this was done um, secondary to GOG37's groin-positive patients having favorable response to RT, questioning whether we needed to do lymph node dissection um, if the RT was going to be given. So those 50 patients had radical vulvectomy, and they were either randomized to groin dissection or pelvic and... groin um, RT. This was closed early because there were worse outcomes seen with RT. Notably, no patients of the 25 recurred if the lymph node dissection was done followed by RT if positive lymph node was found. Versus 18% of patients recurring in the RT group if they did not have a lymph node dissection. A major critique of GOG88 was that the groin RT was underdosing. Gordiniere in 2003 asked the question of superficial versus deep inguinal femoral dissections. This was an Anderson study. Took patients with stage 1 and 2 clinical vulvar cancer greater than a millimeter depth of invasion, squamous type. They all had radical vulvectomy and superficial lymph nodes. Median number of nodes was seven. Their data suggested relapse in the groin was due to unresectal lymph nodes. So a study that supported superficial and deep. Another study by Kirby in 2005 from UAB, stage one and two patients, vulvectomy and superficial nodes, 5% recurrence in the groin, 17% in the vulva, Disease-free survival, 66%. Overall survival, 97%. Their data suggested groin recurrences are low and that after superficial groin dissection, and this could be sufficient. Desai in 79 recommended omitting deep nodes to decrease morbidity. Looking at 50 patients with stage 1 superficial node dissection, there were no recurrences after one year in this group. All right, now GOG 101, this was a phase two trial of over 70 patients with T3 and T4 disease, considered unresectable. They were given neoadjuvant chemo and RT, 4760 centigrade. 69 out of 71 patients were converted to a resectable status. And 68 of those patients kept their primary GU and GI function Half of them had a complete clinical response, and 70% of those had complete path response. Only 3% were unresectable even after neoadjuvant chemo and RT, and overall survival in this group of 73 patients was 55%. The dosing was 1.7 gray fractions, which was hyperfractionated, split dosing, 23.8 gray twice a day for four days. Every day times six days with a two-week break. Concurrent cis was 50 milligrams per meter squared day one and 5-FU 1,000 milligrams per meter squared days one through four given every week of RT over the two courses. So a pretty intensive regimen. 
There was a companion study to 101 looking at patients with unresectable groin positive disease. 38 out of those 40 patients became resectable. 15 of 37 had a complete path response. And 29 of 38 had local control of disease. 19 patients recurred in this group, 9 local, 8 distant. So even with unresectable groin disease, neoadjuvant chemo and RT converted um, a significant number of those patients to resectable disease, and of whom there was a a marked clinical path response rate. A similar study, a little bit more modern, was GOG-205. This was phase 2, 58 patients, unresectable disease, T3, T4, chemo plus RT, 5760 gray, followed by surgical resection or biopsies if um, they had a complete clinical response. 64% of patients had complete clinical responses and 78% a complete path response. So very high, two-thirds to three-fourths. Clinically negative or resectable groin nodes underwent groin node dissection before their neoadjuvant therapy. If they had unresectable nodes, they had lymph node dissection after their therapy. The chemo was cis 40 milligrams per meter squared. There was no mid-treatment break, as in um, GOG-101, and no hyperfractionation and no 5-FU. So a more modern trial just using the cis. GOG-173, we're now moving much more into the modern era, looking at sentinel lymph nodes. This was Levenback in 2012, the American GOG trial. From 99 to 2009, women with squamous cell cancers, greater than a millimeter depth of invasion, between 2 and 6 centimeters in size with clinically negative lymph nodes. No pre-op imaging was needed or required. If the lesion was within 2 centimeters of midline, they did need bilateral dissection. And this was a trial that used isosulfan blue or methylene blue. They looked at 452 patients who underwent radical vulvectomy with groin node mapping. And all of the women who had SLN had completion lymph node dissection. The primary outcome was negative predictive value. Sentinel lymph nodes were found in 418 of 452 patients, detecting sentinel lymph nodes in 93% of patients. Lymph node metastases were found in 32% of patients. And the SLN was positive in 121 of 418 patients. A positive lymph node was found in 8% of patients with negative sentinel lymph nodes, a false negative rate of 8.3%. But this false negative rate was increased particularly with tumors over 4 centimeters. So the false negative rate was 7.4% if a tumor was 4 centimeters and bigger. Remember, GOG-173 included tumors 2 to 6%, 2 to 6 centimeters. If the tumor size was less than 4 centimeters, the false negative rate was 2%. 23% of the true positive SLNs were detected using IHC, but ultrastaging was performed in this trial. So ultimately, 
the sensitivity was 92% and the false negative predictive value was 3.7%. It was also important to note in this trial that the sentinel lymph node was the only positive lymph node in over half of the cases. GOG-173 took a long time to accrue. There was no surgeon standard or proof of skills. Lymphocentigraphy wasn't required. And IHC performed on sentinels was low and possibly decreased detection rate. There were also no overall survival outcomes measured or quality of life measured. GOG-195 looked at 137 patients evaluating for lymphedema, looking at suture closure versus fibrin sealant, and noted no benefit to fibrin sealant. In fact, lymphedema was associated with inguinal infection and not associated with adjuvant radiotherapy. Moving on to groins V1 slash GOG270. This is Vandazee in 2008. Groins V1 is the Groinigan International Study on Sentinel Nodes in Vulvar Cancer. 2000 to 2006, 623 groin dissections were performed in 400 patients. This included women with tumors greater than a millimeter depth of invasion, unifocal, squamous type, less than four centimeters, clinically negative groins, Women had radical vulvectomy with sentinel nodes. If the sentinel node was negative, they were observed. If the sentinel lymph node was positive, a full lymph node dissection was performed. If more than one sentinel lymph node was positive or extracapsular spread, women received RT to the groins and pelvis. Surgeons had to be proficient over 10 surgeries. Combo, tracer, and dye was used. Originally, multifocal disease was included, but then ultimately excluded because two patients recurred before the interim analysis who had multifocal disease. Results show 67% of patients had negative sentinel nodes and 32% had positive sentinel nodes. 26% had positive groin nodes. And routine path picked up 60% of sentinel nodes. Ultrastaging found the additional 40%. The false negative predictive value was 2.9%, and the false negative rate was 6%. Of the 260 patients with unifocal disease and negative sentinel nodes, six had groin recurrences, which was 2.3%. The unifocal recurrence risk was 2%. The multifocal recurrence risk was 12% thus exclusion of multifocal disease patients. Significantly decreased morbidity was seen in the sentinel node versus complete node dissection patients with wound breakdown 12% for sentinels, 34% for complete lymph nodes, cellulitis 4% in sentinels and 20% in complete lymph nodes, lymphedema 2% in sentinel nodes and 25% in complete lymph nodes. Just all, all around better um, 
recovery with the sentinel node technique. And at nearly three years of follow-up, there were eight groin recurrences. Two out of those eight were salvaged with chemo RT. Median time to recurrence was one year. 12% had local recurrence. 4% had died. The three-year PFS with sentinel node mets over two millimeters was 70%. And the three-year PFS with sentinel node mets less than two millimeters was 94%. And this is where the two millimeter cutoff comes in with the staging and adjuvant therapy discussion. There seems to be a significant difference prognostically in node mets greater than two millimeters. 10 year follow up of groins V1 slash 2 GOG 270. Recurrence rate was 37% at a median of 27 months at five years. Local recurrence at five years, 27%. Low Local recurrence at 10 years, 40%. Isolated groin recurrences, 4%. Distant recurrences, 2%. In sentinel lymph node negative patients, the local recurrence at 5 years was 25% and 36% at 10 years. PFS at 5 years was 94 and 10 years, 91%. Overall, really good outcomes for sentinel node negative patients. Sentinel node positive patients, local recurrence was 33% at 5 years and 46% at 10 years, so higher. Groin recurrences were 8% and distant recurrences 7% at both 5 and 10 years. This is compared with 4% and 2% for um, overall follow-up and progression-free survival in node sentinel node positive patients was 75% at five years and 65% at 10 years, significantly decreased compared with node negative patients. And 10 year overall survival in no recurrences was 90% versus 69% if they did recur. Groins V2, we're coming around the bend here. Groins V2 is a prospective observational study looking at the impact of sentinel lymph node biopsy on patients with positive sentinel lymph nodes. So women had radical vulvectomy and sentinel lymph node dissection in tumors less than 4 centimeters and less than um, N3 disease. And when in women had negative lymph nodes on PATH, they were observed. If lymph nodes were positive in less than 2 millimeters, they went on directly to receive RT. If they had significant positive lymph nodes greater than 2 millimeters, more than one, they had completion lymph node dissection. With RT and consideration of chemotherapy. The results are pending. We don't have them yet. The AGO CARE study was a retrospective multi-center cohort study in Germany looking at over 1,600 patients with 1B and higher disease squamous histology. Nearly 1,300 of those women had groin nodes and staging, and a third of those patients had positive lymph nodes. 38% of those positive lymph node percent patients had one lymph node, and 23% had two lymph nodes. 
Three-year progression-free survival, if a node was positive, was 35%, and overall survival was 56%. And this is compared with negative lymph nodes. Progression-free survival was 75%, so 40% higher, and overall survival was 90%, again, 40% higher. Note, underscoring prognostic significance of nodes. 55% of women had lymph node of lymph node positive women had adjuvant therapy, 40% had radiotherapy, three-year progression free and overall survival were better when women who had positive lymph nodes uh, who received RT than no adjuvant therapy at all, with progression free survival 40 versus 26%, and overall survival 58 versus 51%. So overall radiotherapy in lymph node positive women seems to impact progression free survival more than overall survival. The National Cancer Database, didn't. there was an analysis of the NCDB looking at the addition of chemo to radiotherapy for lymph node positive patients. This was 1,800 patients, a quarter of which got adjuvant chemo and RT. Three quarters had one to three positive lymph nodes. And the overall survival at three years was 54% versus 47% without chemo or RT. And finally, GOG 179, or excuse me, GOG 279. This is a phase two study looking at 52 patients with locally advanced squamous cell cancers, T2, T3, N0 through N3, not initially deemed receptible. They were they were um, treated with 64 gray IMRT total dose to the vulva and 50 gray to non-malignant groins or 60 gray if groins were positive. They were given concurrent GEMSAR, 50 milligrams per meter squared, and CIS, 40 milligrams per meter squared every week during the RT. And if surgically resectable, um, this was all resected at 60 week, 68 weeks after tre completing treatment. And the results are pending to 279.